Thank you very much. It's a privilege to be with you today. Um, as our brother mentioned, um, I, I am currently ministering in, in Oxford, England, been there for 12 years. We planted a church um, March of 2010. I work with a team of church planters um, there in England, and we've planted seven churches over the last 12 to 15 years. And ours was the second plant. The most recent one was planted just a couple of weeks ago, opened up a couple of weeks ago on the edge of London. Um, very exciting to be a part of God's work. We're actually meeting in a barn now. Our tent um, blew away about a month ago uh, through the hurricane winds, but um, the Lord provided a barn and we're meeting there. Yes, the Lord has blessed the work tremendously. Um, even the last couple of years, we've um, almost tripled in size. So uh, we've got a big problem. We can't go back to our chapel because um, we won't fit in it. Our little Baptist chapel, we won't fit there. So uh, we are, it's a good problem, a good problem to have, but we're searching for a new facility. So please keep us in prayer. But um, we're grateful for all that all that God has done and is doing. I'm currently in Northern Ireland in Londonderry and uh, visiting some of our friends and um, with a group of students from Crown College in America. And we have some English students that are studying in our Bible College facility in England. So there's a team of about 34 of us. My family came along with me and another one of the ministers and his family and then about 19 students. So we're um, traveling. We'll be heading back to England on Monday, but have had a very encouraging time. We spent three days in Scotland. We're greatly burdened about the Lord's work in Scotland. There's so much that began in Scotland. When you think about John Knox and the Presbyterian movement that began there and then the Covenanters and, and, and so much more. Um, so we are burdened to see something, some, some more of God's work. There's plenty. I know the Lord is at work in Scotland, uh, but uh, it is a dark place and we're praying much about it. There are a few things that have come to my mind over the last few weeks and I thought a few days, I thought I might share them with you. Um, we'll look just briefly at Luke chapter 18. I know that I'm, su I'm sure somebody has covered this passage uh, since this prayer meeting first was established. But there is a thought that I just want to uh, bring out from it. Luke chapter 18, the first few verses. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying there was in a city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on all the earth. We were in Scotland for three days before we came over to Northern Ireland and uh, spent a day in Edinburgh, of course, seeing the John Knox sites and some of the places where the Bonner brothers and McShane and Somerville and many of the others studied whilst in Edinburgh and uh, went up to Arthur's seat where uh, Oswald Chambers surrendered to the Lord. There's so many things to see in that historic city of Edinburgh. Then we spent a day in Dundee where Robert Murray McShane ministered for seven years before he died at the age of 29. Um, went from Dundee to Glasgow and again, a rich heritage there with a lot of gospel tent missions and campaigns. And uh, then we, we made our way over to Northern Ireland. 
thought about the 1859 Ulster Revival and even visited, spent some time with her dear brother, the Reverend Begg there in Ballymena and, and heard about the, the movement of God in 1975 when Dr. Paisley preached and 300 souls were saved at a gospel mission there. And one thing is in common with all of those different events, and that was a persistence in prayer. And I think in our day, I know speaking for myself, we are always looking for shortcuts. Uh, But there are no shortcuts when it comes to revival, when it comes to a movement of God, when it comes to an intimacy with God. There are no shortcuts. McShane said that there's nothing a natural man hates more than prayer. And uh, we want some quick fix. Maybe if we pass out 100,000 leaflets or uh, print all sorts of banners and posters or have a good Internet presence, we want all we want all kinds of quick fix fixes. But the truth of the matter is there's there's one answer. That's prayer. Uh, McShane said later that a calm one calm hour with God is worth a whole lifetime with man. And that's hard for us. We love the face and the presence of brothers. We love to encourage, nothing wrong with encouraging one another, but uh, that hour with God is irreplaceable. And uh, that was, I mean, it was evident in McShane's life. He he ministered for seven years and accomplished more in those short seven years than most of us accomplished in a lifetime. But he was a man of prayer. He understood that. He understood that personal holiness was the one great prerequisite to power with God and, and winning souls for the glory of God. So I'm just challenged myself personally um, that there isn't a shortcut. And I'm convicted by that last verse that Christ throws in in Luke chapter 18 in regards to this little story of this woman who was persistent. Jesus said, nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And that is in connection with prayer. Um, I'm afraid that we're living in a very faithless generation, certainly in the United Kingdom. It's very, very rare to find men and women of faith. We are pragmatic, we're very practical, but we're very faithless. And I know that faith is uh, most uh, most revealed in prayer, I believe. So I want to be more of a man of prayer. I understand, I'm beginning to understand there is no shortcut. And I want to be more persistent and persevere more in prayer. So it's a privilege to be with you. Um, it's our desire. Over the last couple of years, about a year and a half ago, one of the men in our church approached me and he said, Pastor, I have a burden. I'd like to come to the field. We've been meeting on a field for two years now. I'd like to come to the field every morning at 5.30 to pray. Would that be okay? And uh, who was I to tell him no? And he started coming at 5.30. And and about a year and a half now, there's been a prayer meeting at 5.30 uh, every morning. Not every morning. Some mornings he's not able to make it and others aren't as well. I I try my best to be there at least three days a week. Um, But we've seen the Lord's blessing. I believe directly because of that. And uh, the answer is not less prayer, but more. And as another thought uh, I wrote down here, that McShane said it was interesting. He said, learn that urgency in prayer does not so much consist in vehement pleading, but in vehement believing. And uh, I think sometimes I can vehemently plead, but I, I need to vehemently believe. And that's my desire, and I'm sure it is yours as well. So thank you for the privilege of being with you today.